Hello, and welcome to the Worst of the Best podcast, where we uncover, analyze, and delve into the worst songs by the best songwriters of all time. My name's Steve Williams. And my name is David Newshots. Uh, hey, Dave, I got a question for you. Why do uh, great songwriters write bad songs? Maybe, Hubris. Maybe it's because... Maybe it's because it's 1987, and you've been hanging out at the Grammys for too long, <laughs> and you've been rocking out to Billy Idol like a like a lunatic. If you're Joni Mitchell, <laughs> which is the, today's artist. Today's artist, Joni Mitchell, uh, and the song Dancing Clown. Dance in, apostrophe. Once again, we got to go through the rules, all right? We are here to be objective, okay, people? Uh, Music is objective. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I mean, we do throw a little bit of... eh, We throw a little bit of opinions in here. Yeah. There's Um, some conjecture. So we're not here to talk about overplayed songs. We're not here to talk about just bad songs. We're talking about great songwriters who have written one or two bad songs, maybe a bad album, but these people, and for... The artists that we're speaking about, for for all intents and purposes, they've written just amazing stuff, okay? With the exception of these songs that we're going to talk about in our podcast, right? Yeah. Am I right? You are, you are correct, you're, sir. You agree with me. Okay. I am. I'm 100 percent with you. Just making sure you you're still here. Okay, I'll squeeze your hand twice <laughs> if I'm concerned, or if I disagree with you. All right, and we're, and. Also, very important to note, we're not haters. We're not. We're not your typical Brooklyn hipsters who just fucking go around hating everything. We're lovers. Yeah. We just want to know why these songs exist. I don't know. I got. I got. I got some hate in my heart. You I might got have. A lot, a- I got a lot of love. Got a lot of hate. I'm. I'm very uh, uh, black and white with those things. Not a whole lot of gray area. Do you get called a hipster a lot? No, not I get anymore. Called, I get called a hipster all the time. Well, because you work at a hotel and you see tourists a lot, and I don't. I was getting called that before that, though. My whole life have been. I think I'm the original hipster. It's because my. I think that was a guy's name. This guy named like John Hipster. That's how hipsters began. John Hipster. <laughs> I think so. Uh, my dad's name is John Hipster. <laughs> you are lying. Don't ever lie to me again. Okay, sorry, Dad. Podcast. All right. So, anyways. We have some parameters in favor of the artist. We're just going to go through them real fast so you guys understand what we're doing here and how we choose the songs. All right, so there are no posthumous releases, no demos, no previously unreleased songs. If an artist passes away and sometimes they have some unfinished material that gets released, you know, 10 years in advance, that those songs aren't. We're not going to let those in. Okay? No, no siree. Also, no Arbor Day songs, no Labor Day songs, no holiday songs. No holiday songs whatsoever. Earth Day doesn't count. I'm sure there's been a good Earth Day compilation. Oh, yeah, there's been several. Several. All uh, funded by Paul McCartney. Some of Trey Anastasia's best work. Oh, God. Love that guy, too. We're not doing any fish songs uh, whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do any any avant-garde music. They're, we're not, unfortunately, for all those Carl Heinz Stockhausen fans out there, you're not going to get that episode from there's, us. There's no best of the worst with John Cage. Worst of the? Are you trying to say worst well, of the worst best? Worst of the best. <laughs> well, John Cage, I don't know. 
Um, so we're not doing anything like that. No. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. All right. Got the idea? Here we go. Episode four. Joni Mitchell. Holding up four fingers. Dancing clown. is a rare it's a it's it's not a duet it's a because it's a trio it's a tree it's a triet triage a triage a manage of three <laughs> it is and and I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface everything we're about to say about this song with I love Joni Mitchell I think she is, you know, pound for pound, the greatest songwriter ever. Okay. That's like I will, I will, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna put my my foot down, and that's and I'll, 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 and I'm gonna put another foot down, then a lot more foots, and die on the hill. That Joni Mitchell is the greatest American songwriter of all time. Dave, I have a confession for you. I don't love Joni Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, that's but also I introduced you to Joni Mitchell. Well, that's what like I was going to say. Ago. That's what I was about to say. Uh, let me let me validate myself here. I I knew Joni Mitchell uh, before doing research for this episode. I knew her really on a surface level. I just knew a handful of songs, some of which I like very much. I think California is one of my favorite songs I've heard from her. Blue is an um, incredible album. But in preparation for but in preparation for this uh, episode, I wanted to I didn't want to just hear listen to Dance and Clown and just assume that it was her worst. I actually wanted to listen to her best work. I gave you homework. He gave me some homework, and I wanted to make sure that I, I could compare uh, and see why why people think that she's incredible, like you. And uh, and you know what happened to me, Dave? What? I became an enormous Joni Mitchell fan over the past uh, week or so. Okay? I listened to the album Blue. I listened to the album. I've, help me with the names of them. Kissing of Summer Lawns. Pissing on Summer Lawns. <laughs> and uh, Court and Spark. And Court and Spark. I listened to those three albums. And Blue, especially. Her earliest work out of those three. Like, oh my God. Like I said, there was a few songs on that album that I knew. And I feel like I've, I've listened to that. I feel like I must have listened to that album before. But it maybe you know I'm I'm much older than I was, and maybe my tastes have changed. That song, Little Green, I, I ruined me. I like it went straight into my heart and pulled it out and just stomped on the floor. Joni Mitchell, you, you stole my heart. I like I was driving to work listening to that song, and I was just tearing up. But for the first time I'd ever hear it. And I will say this: this is also a very rare thing for me, and I think for most people in this day and age. I, as soon as that song was over, I, st I put it on repeat. I, I was like, what 
did I just listen to? I listened to it again. I, I wanted to hear more of the lyrics that I missed in the first time. Uh, I listened to it again. And then I got out of the car. Don't, don't text and drive. Don't, don't Google and drive. And I, I, uh, I looked up the lyrics because I still felt like there was a few things that I was missing. I just wanted to know what what is happening in this song. And I, God, man, I, like, <laughs> so, I got so emotional. For those of you who don't know, I think all the Joni Mitchell fans right now are just rolling their eyes like, yeah, yes, I know, yeah, I know. Been there. <laughs> been there, done that. But uh, but for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a pretty, pretty short song, actually. The lyrics are about a child is born. And Steve has a baby, <laughs> which already I can I can relate to. A child's born um, to parents. It unfolds that the the boy the the mother and father are not together. They separate, and he went to California. He goes to California. He's a he's a nonconformist, and uh, the a hipster. The mother is left with the baby, and at the end of the song, she decides to put the kid up for adoption. So, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I know. So it's it's God, it's really sad and it's really emotional. And it turns out, because I kept doing my research, this is very personal, autobiographical. Yeah, that uh, this is a true story about what happened to Joni Mitchell. Yeah, and I and I realized the more I listened to it that there, are, you know, all the songs change as soon as you know that, you know, every like all of a sudden the characters you start to see things are, you know, now the song California has a whole new, yeah, <laughs> new twist for me. Bl- uh, river, river, yeah, and even the name of the, the album Blue oh, compared that's... to the song Little Green, Case of You, Case of You. Uh, anytime she's like, I just, I, I'm just right. Anytime so, she says baby, so many, so many goosebumps. It's, it's not like, oh, baby, baby. I feel like she's yeah. talking about a baby. And so, anyways, so I, I got a lot to talk about for this yeah. episode. I got okay. a lot. I, I, I love, I love, I love that I got to open your world up to Joni Mitchell. Yes, thank you very so much. much. Thank I, you very much. I, I mean, and, yeah, and I, and I'm just gonna say this on record. I'm I apologize for uh, kicking your ass in the street <laughs> after episode three when you told me you weren't a Stevie Wonder fan. Now the tables have turned. Yeah. But I, I was not introduced <laughs> to Stevie Wonder a month ago. This is an opinion I've held since since a very young age. Okay, I've apologized to you, so don't don't. <laughs> no charges. We're cool now. No don't, charges. Don't get passed. me worked up again. Okay, uh, so I, I want to say for the. People that don't know Joni Mitchell or are the new listeners of Joni Mitchell, kind of where I was coming from and why most people put her at arm's length on first listening. Okay. Uh, her, the first time you listen to Joni Mitchell's song, her voice is, I, I would say, is the first thing you notice. Oh, yeah. It's crystal uh, clear. It's, her control is impeccable. It is her range is out of this world. Her voice is 
I would say her voice is perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. a, f- a flawless voice. And, but it's also important to note that she knows it. Okay, she knows her voice so well that all of a sudden her melodies become way more uh, complicated, more more complex than. A lot of stuff that you're hearing on the radio, no matter what decade it is, right? Uh, she really uses her voice to push the melody into new foreign ways, which I think isn't a thing that might. It's so, so her, it's more challenging listening. It's, it's a challenging. It's not easy listening, right? It's challenging listening. So, it's like her. Because her voice is so good, she can do these these jumps. Yeah, crazy, right? crazy. So she'll jumps. do yeah, she'll be singing really low, and then she'll hit really high notes, and I think that might like, it's not what people are used to hearing on the radio with, with somebody like this. It's not like Mariah Carey's can do some jumps, right? Yeah. But this is this is a whole different world. She's not really going for the, the masses, and so because of that, her melodies become way more complicated uh so it's it's harder to ingest that her lyrics are profoundly deep uh her characters that she develops like we we started talking a little bit earlier about the album blue and the song little green like like she's she's almost like that like the alfred hitchcock of of song lyrics uh she'll you can't just listen to it. Uh, you can't just listen to it as as background music because you're gonna miss everything. You have to, sit, you know, and you're not going out to the club and you're not gonna listen yeah. to Joni Mitchell there. You're not gonna get amped up and listen to Joni. You're gonna yeah. sit down and you're just gonna ingest this stuff. Uh, the characters are like they build and they build and they build and they grow and you know everything about their lives, and then right at the end of the song, yeah, there's a twist. There's a something. You know, usually that, dark, and it's usually dark. But yeah, you can't just like, oh yeah, yeah, Joni Mitchell, blah blah. Yeah, I've heard those songs. I know what she's all about. But you, you can't, and that's what I did for too for long. the majority of my life for too long. And um, now I get, now I understand way more. I also say that her her musicianship is really out of this world. Yeah, her guitar and playing the, is... the everything working together. The production is super slick, like really just minimal. That the that stuff the musicians stuff is not gonna like hurt your ears by any means like all that it's that voice and those lyrics that's that's the hard it's dance part yeah so I think that's why a lot of people just shrug off Joni Mitchell and don't don't try to listen to her her work well I'm glad you took the time I'm I am too thank you Dave. So uh, all the seminal albums I gave you were between 71 and 75. Mm-hmm. Smash cut to 1988. She releases Chalk Mark in a Rainstorm, which is a beautiful image. Because it's like, I, I, like it, it takes me to like a, like, like just 
you know, thing, something fading, you know, it's poetic. Mm-hmm. It's a very poetic title. Um, she, her album cover, she looks like pink uh, Dick Tracy. She does look, yeah, pink Dick Tracy. It's a very, it's a very eighties album. She's playing. She's it's a, a lot of like synths. It is not your typical album. She does a lot of collaboration. Yeah, I think this was kind of meant to sort of be a duets album. I think that was a preconceived thing that they were going into this. Yeah, uh, so she, there's a few guest artists, uh, Don Henley. Don Henley on Snakes and Ladders, a great song. I fucking uh, love that song. Willie Nelson. Cool Water. In there. Uh, Peter Gabriel. That's uh, My Secret Place, yes. Mm-hmm. And? And also Henley did on Lakota. Okay. And then Wendy and Lisa from The Revolution. Oh, uh, really? They're, they're the background singers on Tea Leaf Prophecy, which oh, cool. is an incredible song about, like, a tea leaf. Like, her mom read tea leaves, and then, like, it was, like, a prophetic tea wow. leaf reading. And then she, like, and then uh, Joni Mitchell's mom met her dad. Met her future. Oh, wow. That's how yeah, it happened. Yeah, like, because, and like, like the tea leaves, like, it all lined up. I I love this album. It's a very weird album. For for like a, if you're just listening to like the Joni Mitchell seminal albums, you hear this, you're like, whoa. Right. I I was woed. It was a fun surprise. A lot of these songs were surprises to me. I had not listened to them before. Mm-hmm. They were all new to me. And so I I pulled this off of Wikipedia, I think. This is just a little bit about the song. Uh in February nineteen eighty seven Joni Mitchell saw Billy Idol perform his hit version of the William Bell R&B ballad To Be a Lover on the Grammy Awards show. William Bell, a private number by William Bell. Incredible song. All right. I, I don't know if I know William Bell. I might have to go into that one. Uh, so anyway, she felt captured the original spirit of rock and roll along with a new spark of energy and would be perfect for a cameo on her song Dancing Clown. Idol came over to Mitchell's studio one evening a few days after the Grammys and recorded his part, complete with yelps and howls. <laughs> Mitchell told McLean's magazine about this pairing up. Quote, uh, it was for the contrast he provided. It's a great little cameo for him, and he brings real life to the part. Later, Tom Petty recorded his cameo on the same song. Okay, so let's hit the brakes for a second. This song, there's three people on this song. Joni Mitchell, Billy Idol, and Tom Petty. Supergroup? Maybe. <laughs> it, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? I can't. I can't think of anything that would go wrong with these three. Yeah, well, the first time I heard this song, Tom Petty is on the song for four seconds. Billy Idol's on the song for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, but he makes a. <laughs> Pretty lasting impression on the song. Billy Idol throughout the song just goes, "Woo, yeah, <laughs> woo." He plays a character named Rowdy Yates, yeah. and uh, and Tom Petty plays the character of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And 
and Joni Mitchell is. Does she have a character? Or um, she she doesn't have a character name. She's just her. She's the narrator. Uh, so I'll I'll start off. I'll read some lyrics. So it's a, it's an upbeat. It's more up tempo song than we're used to from Joni. It's a it's a dance music with the name Dance and Clown. Yeah. How could you do a, a sleeper? Right. Well, I mean, it's Joni. She can make she can make anything a beautiful sleeper. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Her sleep number, whatever it is, is perfect. <laughs> so, um, so it's so it's so it's upbeat, and it goes. No, you couldn't call Jesse a babe in the woods. He's just weak in self-defense. Cause he's so sk- he's cause he's so thin-skinned. He can't take a joke, at his expense. So we got Jesse. You couldn't call him a babe in the woods. He's just weak in self-defense because he's so thin-skinned. He can't take a joke at his expense. No. That's a complicated listen. It's a, com- it's a lot at once, and yeah. it really doesn't say much. Yeah, it doesn't say much. It's like, I, it's it doesn't sound. It's uh, she's chopping up the English language a little bit. Right. So immediately, I'm confused. Yeah. By this, I'm just like, okay, couldn't call, couldn't call him babe in the woods. All right, um, he's but but he is defenseless because <laughs> he can't defend himself. And he's so but he's so thin-skinned, thin-skinned. You, he can't take a joke at his expense. So if you're thin-skinned, you're usually defensive. Right. When someone makes a joke at you. Yeah. So yeah, he's a baby. He was, he's a defenseless baby uh, with thin skin and can't take a joke. Yeah. Right. right. And then, and then comes in. Rowdy Yates. Billy Idol as Rowdy Yates. He's a, you're a push-down window. You're a push-down window? If you ever said that to me, Dave, I would smack you right there. I wouldn't. I don't hit people, but if you ever said that to me, I would take that as, a, as an offensive uh, thing. <laughs> I was born in 1988, <laughs> and I don't know if this song retired the phrase push-down window, but I don't know what the fuck that yeah, is. You're no electric window. You're a push-down window. <laughs> I can run you up and down Anytime I want I can make you my dancing My dancing clown Your push button window Says Rowdy Yates I can run you up and down Anytime I want I can make you my dancing My dancing clown You did that way more in, in Billy Idol voice than actually happens in this Yeah. Because all he said... he. This is the thing. He says, you're a push-down window. I can run you up and down. Yeah. Yeah. She, Billy Idol only sings the lyrics that are in quotations. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Sorry, Dave. It's stupid. It's It doesn't make any sense. Okay. And then Rowdy Yates says, and as Billy, Billy, oh my God, whatever, that's dumb. Okay. So then what happens next? Uh, then Anytime uh, you want, anytime I want, I can make you my dance and clown. You know, uh, my dancing clown. Yeah. What? So what? dancing, dancing. I'm really not. My this is really clown. like. What? What's going on with these lyrics in the first? We got a character named Rowdy Yates, and then we got a character named Jesse. There's Ra- Rowdy Yates is push down window. A bully. I, I don't know. He's bullying the baby Jesse. Is that what's going on? Yeah. And I, I'm going to make you my dancing clown? But we don't know the relationship at all. This is like the least fleshed out 
Listen, like of, all, of any Joni Mitchell songs. Like here, like she's. If you said to me, "You're pushed down window. I'm gonna make you my dancing clown." I don't care how much of a baby, a self-defenseless baby I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sock you one. Is this like G-rated Oz? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, all right. If you, if you were to make Oz palatable for children, <laughs> heavily edited. What happens? You're a push down window. I'll make you my dancing clown. Uh, what happens next? Is, is Rowdy Yates come back? <laughs> no, uh, not in this one. Not in this. It's like, so Rowdy Yates. Oh, we're going to talk about Rowdy Yates a little bit. Rowdy Yates is as bold as Jove. He's all chide and snide and bluff. Stuck in the romantic tradition of acting rough and tough. Oh, those are good. Uh, chide and snide, rough and tough. Okay. Uh, then, quote, You're always charging through, says Jesse. That's that's Tom. Yeah. Uh, Tom Petty. We're doing a horrible... He's as Bob Dylan as you Yeah. Can. He's like... Puts yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Like, bad for Tom Petty. This might be Tom Petty's worst performance of all time. It's so horrible. Yeah. Okay. Second you really second. through, said Jesse. Nervous looking all around to see who's seeing him being a dancing a dancing clown. So I guess is Radiates beating the shit out of him? Or is I just pushing him around? It it sounds like she's like, okay, Rowdy Yates is a softy at heart. He's is all snide and bluff. He's just like stuck in the romantic tradition of acting rough and tough, so he's putting up a front. Oh yeah, I think he's putting up a front to be a tough guy, and Jesse's like, "Why we don't know?" He's like, "Yeah, he's charging through." <laughs> you know that. And he's nervous phrase. and he's looking around. Yeah. Why are you always charging through, yeah. bud? Hey, hey, you're pushed down window. Well, you know he's charging, you're charging through. <laughs> you're always charging through. I guess you could charge through a door. But a, but a so dancing, 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 clown, blah blah blah. I can't read this. What does that say? It's French. Uh, Cherchez la femme, which means I believe it means uh, it's a it's a phrase like uh, search for the woman. Okay. Uh, it, it was popularized by uh, Doctor Buzzard's original Savannah band, which was fronted by Kid Creole, August August Darnell, and. Uh, like Kochi Mundi was in that band. Uh, Kid Creole and the Coconuts, uh, the Second Avenue Rumba Band. Uh, they're all similar players. There was a number one hit. It's uh, Tommy Matola. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the number one hit in 1975. They popularized it first. So, Cherche La Femme, whenever love comes around, someone's a dancing clown. Cherche La Femme, whenever hearts start to pound, Someone's a dancing clown. Okay, that's your bridge there. She she puts in the uh, the a feminine. The, when a woman comes around, a heart starts to pound. Jesse and Rowdy Yates are male in this. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like is this a love story between those two? Like after he like, it's all this it this bridge makes no sense to me now yeah unless they're fighting over a woman is that is that what they're doing well 
I'm just guessing. Down the street comes Last Word Susie. Oh, this is that Alfred Hitchcock stuff I was yeah. telling you about. We're going to save Susie's coming to town. Down the street comes Last Word Susie. She's high yellow, looking top nice. Now, I know what that means. She's a light-skinned black woman. With a huge rack. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's only a high, high yellow descriptor I know. Yeah. And uh, thanks to um, the song Because I'm Black by Syl Johnson. That's how I first learned that. Mm-hmm. You hear the swoosh of jungle blades and the crackle of northern ice. Quote, hot damn, says Rowdy looking up. Hot damn! Uh, yum, says Jesse looking <laughs> down. <laughs> Yum! He's <laughs> this. That's Tom Petty's worst. Yeah, yeah. Worst performance. Just that yeah. word. Joni Mitchell hired Tom Petty to come in and just just say "yum" into the microphone. Tom, please. Yum. Okay. Here's <laughs> five hundred dollars. Take a hike, bud. Hey, remember that time at the Troubadour? Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> say hi to say hi to David Geffen for me. How, how would you like to be her dancing clown? And that's it. And and uh, then the Churchill FM thing happens again, and the core and the chorus, and then the bridge. All right. So, what's going on here, Dave? Jody might have mailed this one in. I think so. I think this was like yeah, her duets record. She wanted to get some yes in to maybe make herself a little relevant again at the times. Yeah. I don't know. She she's changed her, her sound Many, a, few a times, few times, right? Yeah. She went she made Hajira and then Mingus. She got real jazzy, which is not yeah. surprising at all. That's you know, she could do that. Yeah. Easy. Uh this is she could scout with the best. Yeah, this is all like super synth heavy, not as much uh acoustic instrumentation and you know these these guest artists are coming in from song to song. I'd also like to add for on the songwriting tip: ending a song on a bridge is <laughs> so uh, rudimentary. I think it's it's again. This is like this happens to and some of the songs that we talk about. Like this, just filler to make a song longer. Yeah, uh, it doesn't need that. This song didn't need to be four minutes long. It didn't need to be four minutes long and. The chorus is clearly the dancing clown, dancing clown. Dancing clown. It's very, it's not even lively. It's the chorus might be the deadest part of this. Yeah. Which is not, it's just. Yeah. So she wants you to leave this song whistling the bridge or whatever. I don't know. It's a, it's not a good move. So songwriters out there, try not to end your songs on bridges. Unless they're about jumping off a bridge. Ooh. Billy Joe doesn't end on a bridge though no it doesn't but maybe, no, it's, maybe it's, I think bridge might be the last uh, lyric in the, well, the song yeah, okay Joe. we're not seeing eye to eye right now <laughs> <laughs> Ode to Billy Joe Bobby Gentry a fantastic song does end with him jumping off a bridge but Dancing Clown <laughs> ends with this section uh, we'll call it a middle eight. How about that? <laughs> it ends with the middle eight. 
Oh my god, these people. Okay, so that all happened. The song sucks. Yeah. The. <laughs> yeah. The fact that like her inspiration for this was a horrible Grammy performance. Oh yeah, by yeah. Billy Idol. This Billy. Yeah, we just watched this this uh, thing. It's. It's yeah. It's Billy Billy Idol's performing the song. Pantomiming she, a song. Yeah, in a in a wrestling ring, and it's just Billy Idol. I mean, it's there's nothing. He's just sneering, and there's no substance. It's a it's a bad performance. He's just lip syncing. Yeah. Also, People are playing. There's someone pantomiming playing a live drum, but it's NPC sounds. And there's no even drum. Yeah, there aren't even drums. There's no real drums. He's like hitting like a fucking splash. Anyways, Joni was, she loved it. For whatever reason, she loved it. And she's like, Billy Idol, Tom Petty, I got this song, it's gonna be perfect, guys. But, and I hate so much that like, it's so cheesy. There's very few people that can pull this off. Even Joni Mitchell, whatever, uh, to just have people singing their lines like if you're gonna do you could do verse for verse and a duet form I think that typically works yeah. really nicely but to just have like it, Billy Idol and Tom Petty are not even there I didn't even realize it until I started looking into the credits that this is who this was I'm like what is this no like why is that person doing that in this yeah, song yeah. you know you just hear wow yeah come on um, I mean, yeah for any, like, and Joni Mitchell just loving it in the background. She's like, oh, you got it in the first yeah. take, Billy. <laughs> wait, 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 we got to get Tom in here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's super cheesy. <laughs> so that's super cheesy. The, um... Hey, Tom. <laughs> I just went to Spago. <laughs> Yum. I love Spago. <laughs> They had a wolf gang. The uh, did you watch the music video for this song? Yeah. So Joni Mitchell really tried to make me love this song. Yeah. Cause the video's not not so bad. The video is super charming. Yeah. Like uh, like there's there's like a 15 seconds like from an interview leading into the music video about her the like oh my mom loves this song and she just danced around the kitchen to this song she loves dancing clown. Yeah. So it's Joni Mitchell in her own kitchen doing the dishes and and singing along to her own song and she's playing with her cat the whole time she's playing with she's her cat she's making her oh, cat yes. dance and, and I've for those of you who don't know Dave I'm, I'm a cat uncle Dave the, Dave loves cats I'm a I'm North Brooklyn's cat uncle yeah I cat sit for many cats that I love forever I will give your cats insulin shots I will care for them if I will let your cats maul me I don't care yeah. I love cats it's Dave Dave with the cats that's what they call him on the street <laughs> yeah so Joni Mitchell dancing with with a cat in her pajamas uh, and her slippers doing the dishes that's like right up your alley that's everything that you want in life right yeah yeah that she's a she she really she pulled out all the stops for me. She did. So we're we're not gonna we won't hate on the video too much. We can't. But it doesn't really it's make like, the song better. It, it no it doesn't. The song is bad. I stopped listening after I I heard this song. 
to like future Johnny Mitchell albums to anything that came after this yeah yeah because I I was just like I got I was stopped in my tracks <clears throat> at how bad this song was yeah because up until this song I was like wow damn this album is sick <laughs> yeah, I, not, I love this album it's not a bad record yeah I love this album she's oh what did jo- Johnny has a quote about because she she doesn't really do collab she didn't collaborate much and she said like when you're not looking for love you like are uh, you have a bigger sense of community mm-hmm. and like you have like you can let go of she's not trying to show off for anyone she just wants okay. to like collaborate with her friends i think that don henley kind of in- inspired this whole album cuz she wrote this song for him to sing Snakes and Lakota or Snakes and Ladders? Oh, yeah, I he's think, on both. I think Snakes and Ladders. Uh, Snakes and Ladders is a sick song. And I think that kind of just gave her the idea to maybe... Keep, oh, I like this. Yeah, keep doing... Try try collaborating with yeah. some different artists. Putting Billy Idol on this track, sure, just for, like, juxtaposition's sake, is a bad call. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it would be like, oh, he's got, he's got a different attitude than mine. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty was a great idea. I think he saved this this album, this song. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> oh man! So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chalk this up to just uh, chalk mark and rainstorm it up. <clears throat> just just to '80s uh, bad decisions and trying to do something. Take take your music in a new new wild direction, make a dance record and make a duets record. And uh, unfortunately for Joni, and unfortunately for all of us, falling flat on your face. Yeah, it is truly bad. And uh, you know I hate to disparage the dead, the work of the dead. Steve just learned Joni Mitchell died. Are you sure? When did she die? Oh, she died like recently. She died, she died last very year. recently. She had a she had a massive stroke, and then um, I think it was on her way like and then was like doing okay, and then finally just died of maybe natural causes. I don't know if it was complications with the stroke. Um, I'm gonna look it up now, so I get my facts straight about Joni and her death. But she died. Oh no, she's still alive. Great, cool. Oh wait, she's doing fine. She's like, she performed live. Oh my god, <laughs> Dave! <laughs> Taking Steve really on a roller coaster. I got oh, an emotional roller coaster. I was like, wait, right she's now. alive. Oh no, yeah, she's alive. She like performed live for like the first time. And it was like a big deal after her uh, thing. Let me, ladies and gentlemen, it's a miracle. Joni Mitchell is alive. <laughs> And pretty good. <laughs> she's had some uh, some health issues, but she's fine. She's okay. fine. She just had a really big stroke a couple years ago, okay. and it was or a brain aneurysm. That's that's what it was. Okay. But she attended her seventy fifth birthday. Okay, so she's alive. She's an old lady, but she's alive, and she's she'll be okay. Hopefully for <clears throat> many more years to come. My God, Dave. I'm. <laughs> Next time, do you do your research, please, on your favorite <laughs> artist of all time? <laughs> I wouldn't say she's my favorite artist of all time. I think she's the best songwriter of all time. I don't think I have a favorite artist. Okay, well... It'd be, it'd be so hard to pick, but I do think she's... 
pound for pound, note for note, bar for bar, they should go up against the greatest. Well, I am newly going to uh, agree with you. Okay, next time, please do your research before you come <laughs> and hang out. This is not a joke. This this podcast is not a joke. Here we have clearly have an enormous budget. <laughs> And we work really hard. I've been, I busted my ass for this, and you uh, clearly did not. <laughs> Anyways, hey, we, we, the thing is, we we read the same Wikipedia articles. I don't know why I got it in my head. I, you know, I I was I saw the sunrise today, it's, and it's before noon. It's one p.m. right now. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, that's our podcast. <laughs> Please let us hear your thoughts. Maybe you, maybe Dancing Clown is is one of your favorites. It's it's possible. Uh, maybe you can validate it in some way. Do you think there's another Joni Mitchell song out there? Maybe in the album, the later albums that we've given up on. Uh, maybe there's one that's that's way worse than this. Please let us know. Write us. Let us know. Let it, let us let me know personally if you thought Joni Mitchell was dead. <laughs> oh my God. For like a split second. Yeah, I'm sure that lots of listeners out there are going to have several things to add to this episode. Like, hey, by the way, Joni Mitchell is still alive. <laughs> Good God. And maybe you have a suggestion for a future episode, a future artist or a future song. Uh, we'd love to hear it. We will consider it. Uh, so please comment, share, do all that fun stuff. The email is the worst of the best podcast at gmail.com and you can uh, find us on Instagram at the worst of the best underscore podcast. I'm David Newshots and I'm Steve Williams. Thanks for listening. Dancing love. Dancing love.